Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the best... (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the BitSocket podcast. My name is the long lost Scott White. And my name is the newly found Joe Merrick. How's it going? Uh, I'm going alright. I've had a wee month off. Mm Mm-hmm, yep. Over a month actually. Over a month because... It's now mid-November and we last did stuff in like September. Yeah. It's been quite nice not seeing uh, you to be honest. I've had a lot of work on which is... Yep. Baffled Scott because he keeps on thinking I'm unemployed. But. I mean, in fairness, the leaves in your back garden will not pick up, pick themselves up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, funny. But no, we're back. We're back, and we're, we've got a bit of a use as a key theme for this podcast. Yeah. Because this month, of course, Shenmue Three is out, mm-hmm. and we decided. Well, I mean, obviously, we've not played the game yet because yeah. we're recording this two days before it comes out. But we mm-hmm. thought we'll celebrate the life and works of Yu Suzuki yeah. in the only way we can, which is to do stupid features. I've so. got two features involving Yu Suzuki and one that is completely unrelated. Okay, cool. Well, that's fine. It's just a big theme. Just for the Yu Suzuki uh, haters out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a lot to get through, but let's just very quickly, Joe, what mm. have you been playing? I have been playing a lot of Link's Awakening recently, mm-hmm. and let me tell you. It's amazing. Please tell me. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. It's probably it's it's, it's very close to my favourite game of the year, which mm-hmm. is surprising me because see when it first got announced, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not too bothered really, but yeah, it's so good. It's exactly the same process I went through with Link Between Worlds when it came mm-hmm. out when it was first revealed, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I can be asked with top down Zelda game, you know? Yeah, but actually, it's superb. Mm-hmm. Like truly, truly superb. It looks lovely. Yeah. It. it, it I love the world. I love how it all sort of just starts coming together. Like a, it starts off as a big mystery maze, and then it comes together, and you know your way around it. And yeah. I love the characters in it. And dungeons have been great so far. I mean, the first couple are dead easy, hmm. but after that, things ramp up considerably and get a yeah. bit more. Like you have to really think about, you know, where you are in the level and have a awareness of the whole yeah. design of it all. I really, I know the reviews didn't say it was very good, but I really like the dungeon maker as well. I think it's a really lovely, well put together thing, and. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think there is going to be a Zelda maker at some point because it's a really good prototype. Yeah, well, for I that. think that was. I think I'm sure there was talk about that, yeah. like around it, saying like we, we didn't think there was a whole game in it, so let's kind of. I think try there's. It. I, I think there's going to be one mm-hmm. because it's really cool, like putting yeah. together a wee dungeon and then like the, the logic behind it, like when you put down chest, like the last chest you put down is the key to is the, the key nightmare, to yeah. which is just like oh, it's, it's a nice little way around the problem of what do you, how do you end up with a dead end. Yeah. How how do you make sure you don't get a dead end? Yeah. It's, all right, anyway, so yeah, love it, mm. love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, what else have we been playing? Uh, getting a wee bit further in judgment. Um, mm-hmm. Still not finished yet, but I've been concentrating. Need to hurry up so we can talk about it. I well, know. Top of the end. problem is I've been playing a lot of games on the train so like recently, mm. so that's. Like, and it is awkward trying to get your TV <laughs> on one of those wee tray tables. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's been switched all the way recently. Mm. Um, still playing a lot of virtual racing, obviously. Uh, still can't get first in the second track. Even Disgusting. I know, I know. It's just it's too difficult. Um, and I've also been playing a lot of games on Apple Arcade as well. There's one mm-hmm. um, called I think it's called like Redout something like Red. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's part of the same series as the Redout Racing games, but it's like a Lilac Wars style, you know, Star Fox style sort of arcade shooting game. Mm, cool. And it looks amazing, and it's really become like it's quite it's really impressive. And Apple Arcade, I think, is just it's really turned around mobile gaming for me because for mm-hmm. ages I wrote it off as just that's not for me yeah. actually there's some really good games from there so yeah. oh cool so that's what I've been nice. playing what about you me well let's have a wee think um, well I completed Metro Exodus oh cool which I got a wee while ago and finally got back into it mm. um, excellent really enjoying it like I think it's been I've seen a lot of kind of criticisms of it not being very polished and stuff but mm. I would say 
I'd prefer something like that where it's reasonably open but with a smaller area yeah. as opposed to how the kind of fallout style of like just like right just fucking wander about <laughs> yeah 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 so it's got a bit more direction to it not incredibly long either like if you're so fairly no I've really enjoyed it I, overall I've really enjoyed all the Metro games like mm. I think they're really interesting really good fun so no thoroughly enjoyed that mm. worth picking up if you've played the other two and you've also picked up another game haven't you uh, yeah, I haven't built into that. I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest oh, Eleven right, okay. on the Switch, which, which excellent. Looks amazing. Like, the demo is enough mm, for me, really. I'm um, about twice as far into, it. in fact, yeah, over twice as far yeah. into it than I was when I played it on PS4. Mm. Just like, being able to on the Switch, take right? it with me. Yeah, You're playing in two D mode or three D mode. Um, I've I've had a wee go. The thing, the, the only thing with the two D mode is you can't like switch whenever you, you have need to, to start do it. The as, game, has it. Well, no, it's it's. Kind of like it doesn't necessarily take to the beginning of a chapter, but mm. it it doesn't necessarily pick up immediately. So sometimes you go back to a certain think, story point. Then you'll play through it twice. Maybe yeah. I think it's quite cool though. Mm. Swapping over to the there's one world you go to even when you're in three D, it always defaults to the two D. Right. So there's these like little they're called like past past words you find, mm. and these are keys to go into like older versions of Dragon Quest ah. to do like a little mission. Sometimes it'll cool. be like you need to fight a boss or find an item. And that automatically takes you to 2D, so that's quite nice. Um, you know what it feels like? It feels mm-hmm. like Dragon Quest has finally arrived in the West now. Like, for, for, in a for big e- way, yeah. For years now, it's mm-hmm. been like, okay, oh, Dragon Quest 8, this is it, finally. Yeah. The West will get it, and then didn't. Then 9th mm-hmm. of DS was, ah, maybe, no, didn't. It feels like it's been building. I think Dragon Quest Builders was probably the thing that really helped it the most, like, mm. in terms of, like, the gateway yeah, drug, yeah. more than, like, the Musou games, yeah, which, yeah, like, yeah. were popular. Oh, they were great. They were great, but... Again, Musou, that's never going to be the biggest genre, do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas the Builder games fit more into the kind of, mm. I suppose, more of a zeitgeist in terms of Minecraft and yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, but no, I love it. I think it's really, really well done. Music's excellent. Because I know I said the music was good last time, apparently it wasn't. Um, but every, everything about no, it. No, the melodies were always fine. It's more just the yeah, composition. The, the presentation. <laughs> um, but no, it's excellent. Really good on Switch. Really, really enjoying it. Mm. Um and obviously the big game I've been playing recently is Death Stranding. Um, and as a shite? I'm really impressed with it so far. I wasn't, I think, as I was very much, nah, I'm not bothering Joe, I'm not going to get this. And then about a day before I was like, Joe, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. <laughs> I know, it. it's the standard, I knew. I knew, I, I knew I'd get caught I went, in I went, it. I went into Ladbrokes and I was like, I bet you're my best pal. It's kind of like, get out of here! <laughs> um, not really, int- really impressed with it so far. It's got so many odd decisions in it that mm. I'm just intrigued to see how it's going to go I mean yeah. in terms of as a Hideo Kojima fan who loves a big cutscene I'm very satisfied because mm. there's some big very impressive cutscenes um, what I will say though is like there's a wee tips section so like every time there's a new concept introduced mm. you get a wee reminder of it and that section is so incredibly long already <laughs> that it's actually off-putting like you'll be playing a bit and it's like oh right strong winds we'll do this and I'm like oh fuck another thing um it's not, like, it's not like delivery drivers that get a lot of tips away. Uh, no, really, really impressed with it so far. Um, cool. I, I wonder how far I'll get into it. Like, mm. if it will be, like, I'll complete it. I'd, but you're not, far, you're not far enough to review this month, though, really. No, no, no definitely not. I, I'm about 10 or so hours We're into We're taking it. our time with these games. We're taking our time with these I don't games. think it's the kind of... I mean, don't, don't expect to review Shenmue 3 this month, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've not, we've not even seen it. No, you've not had a sniff of Shenmue 3 yet. Um, but I am very impressed with it I think Norman Reedus is still the weakest part of the game if mm. I'm being honest he's, I don't know what it is he's just he's not an actor who outside of Blade 2 I've ever been a big fan of 
Um, he's alright in The Walking Dead, but I don't really get mm. why Hideo Kojima seems obsessed with him. I think just I get, the, I get like the obsession. Famous pals. I get the obsession with Maz Mikkelsen. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't he be? But, Do you know what's disappointing? Right. Um, Guillermo del Toro is in the game. But it's not his voice. But it's not his voice. Uh, it's yeah. weird. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's, fucking, it's like Jean Reno in, in, in Only Wish for Three. Aye, well, he, he was like, I think the French part was Jean yeah. Reno, but everything else was someone else. Um, yeah, it's a wee bit disappointing, things like that. I'm not sure about the other guys because um, there's a few other, like, reasonably famous actors and mm. directors that are in it and I'm not sure I've not really gone yeah. through to see oh is it everyone's the same voice actor um, and obviously for um, parents out there who have watched uh, CBB's Die Hardman is voiced by Ubercorn from <laughs> the Go-Jetters which is um, one of Hannah's favourites on CBB's mm. so it's good fun that you're also Die Hardman what a fucking stupid name Die Hardman <laughs> Yeah, there's a few you. there's a few presentational things with Death Stranding that I found confusing, um, in terms of like, I don't know, Norman Re- the way that they've explained explained the story is like Norman Reedus has to apparently be ignorant of everything. Hmm. So things like when they give you like your your communicator cuff hmm. and they have to explain what it is, and you're like, but surely he should know that because everyone's wearing one already. Yeah. Why is he the only person? without there's yeah. elements of that in the game mm. there's an early character you're introduced to that Norman Reedus seemed surprised that they existed but then you realise there's a proper connection to them and you're like that makes no sense yeah. his reaction anyway let's not get bogged down now. it's <laughs> interesting and let's this is about Yu Suzuki it is about Yu Suzuki anyway, though we do have a video this month about Yu Suzuki and Hideo Kojima of course we do which is a big rambling conversation <laughs> over the strongest coffee I've ever had right? fuck me man it was good yeah. anyway let's get on the show this month is roughly Yu Suzuki themed. Roughly. Roughly. Um, now, Joe, can you tell me which was the last Virtua Fighter game Yu Suzuki worked on? Four. That's right. Virtua Fighter 4. Is that the first question? Have I got it right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the feature. Join us next week. Um, now, in Shenmue 3, there is a kind of Virtua Fighter tribute. Mm. The chickens. The chickens. Yeah. So, I've got, a, I've got a list of the original roster of Virtua Fighter 4. Right. And I've made them all chicken themed right okay right okay. now um, I gave you game. the opportunity to have a look at the list of fighters to come up like I, I kind of said we can either do this a head to head challenge mm. where you've got a bit of prep or we're going to rely on your like yeah. your amazing brain because <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you love like Radio 4 like quiz shows and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so what we're going to do each name <laughs> yeah. I'm going to challenge you within a very short time period to try and come up with a chicken themed Version all of right, that character. Oh, for, all right, you're gonna. All right, I mm-hmm. thought you. I've already, them. I've already got a list. All right, okay. And we're gonna see if the ones that I've pre-prepared <laughs> right, okay, are better okay. than the ones I'm gonna force you to try and come up with on the spot. All right. So remember, Can everything I get an has example? to be. So okay, I'll give you an example. The worst one I've got yeah. is the one that I hated the most. Right. Um, so for example, Vanessa Lewis. Mm. Vanessa Lewis. <laughs> Vanessa Lewis. Okay, very good. Right. So that's right. another wee example. Okay, 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 because that that is the worst of the bunch I've got. Yeah. So we'll start with, of course, everyone's favourite, Akira Yuki. So Joe, what can you think? We chicken name for that. But does you get like we get a bonus point if you we both have okay. the same one. Akira Yoki. I have Akira Yoki. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, um up next we've got now obviously my pronunciations are gonna be pretty bad for some of this. Aoi Aoi. Ai. Alright. Aoi. Yumin Okoji. Yum Aoi Yumin Okoji. Yeah. Right. Aoi Umunikochik. Oh, that's different. So mine is. How do you say the first name again? Aoi. 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 Uhen. Oh, that's good. That's good. So what do you say is mine better? Yours is better. Good. Jural. 
Dural? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I've nothing. I've absolutely nothing. <laughs> Fowl. <laughs> <laughs> Even mine's is better than that. <laughs> uh, okay, Jackie Bryant. Jackie Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Just go with your gut. Jackie. F- I had a fried egg yesterday. I was mm-hmm. like, Jackie Frying. Yeah, but that's rubbish. <laughs> well, would you be surprised? There remember, remember, there's Jackie and Sarah in this, so. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so what are you going with? Jackie Frying. Jackie Frying. I've got Cracky Brian. Oh, very good, very good. Cracky egg. Yeah. So, it's more of an egg theme rather than a chicken theme. Well, though. fuck it. The eggs come out of chickens, don't they? Walk him first. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, right. I'd say, I mean, I'd say Cracky Brian. Yeah, 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 it's probably better. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey McWild. <laughs> go for it go with your gut uh, well <laughs> I was going to say Jeffrey McChicken Nugget <laughs> I, have, I have Jeffrey McNugget oh that's good that's good okay yeah. <laughs> my, possibly I've got a few that I'm like these might be my favourites um, Kagi Maru Kagi Maru um, Kagi Maru um, Clucky Maru I've got Caged Maru. Caged Maru, very good. Caged chickens. That's good, yeah. I think the mine's definitely better. Uh, <laughs> Lao Chan. Uh, Lao Chikan. Oh, I think yours is better. Mine is Lair Chan, like, because that's the type of chickens are Lair. Ch- like, chickens are Lair. But I would, oh. I'm going to say yours is better. Yeah, yeah. Yours is better for that. Lion, or is it Leon? Lion? I think it's meant to be Leon. Whatever. But, yeah. Leon Rafali. Oh, uh, Leon Rafeather. Oh, mine is Red Lion Rafali because you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. look for the red line. Yeah, red line. Mm. Again, more of an egg. I think thing, that's a draw. Yeah. I'm going to put that as a draw. Um, <laughs> possibly the easiest right. one. Leafy. Leafy. <laughs> Wait, what, who? Oh, Lee, uh, oh yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, Lee Egg. I've got Leanne Egg. <laughs> Leanne Egg. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, pie Chan. Uh, chicken Pie Chan. Chicken Pie Chan. Oh, I've got. I've, I've got Pie Chahan. Pie Chahan. Very good. It's a dish. Yeah. A, a dish usually used with eggs. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's about. I, no, I actually quite is, like. Mine's just rubbish. It's pretty much chicken. Okay, so uh, Sarah Bryant. Uh, I know. <laughs> I've just got Sarah Fry it. So to be uh, honest, rubbish. yeah, it doesn't yeah. care. Um, Shundi. Uh, no, no, I've got nothing. 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 Sheldy. Shell. Shell. Sheldy. Right. Sheldy. It's rubbish. Mm. It's rubbish, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. And the last one, Wolf Hawkfield. Wolf Hockfield, Wolf Chickenfield. <laughs> right, Wolf Cockfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's better. Um, that's much better. So I would say on balance, probably. Are you on that? <laughs> Pre- preparation beats yeah. um, improvisation. I've been good at improv, you know that. <laughs> um, and if uh, you, Suzuki, would like to use any of those, <laughs> if you'd like to patch those in. Yeah. Um, Originally, I was actually I had the full roster mm. like for all the games, oh, yeah, and some cool. of the names were unbit. Like Vanessa... Yeah. Um, so fucking Vanessa, Vanessa Lewis. Lewis was really bad yeah. but some of them were just like ill blaze and I was like I sat, I sat and I was like 
El Glaze, El Glaze. like because in Glaze check like I was lit- <laughs> I was getting that bad and then I was like right what was the last one you Suzuki actually did and it was four and I was like thank fuck I can get rid of a lot like five <laughs> yeah, dreadful yeah. ones <laughs> that was excellent oh that's awful <laughs> Okay, this month is Yu Suzuki month, as we've been saying a few times, uh, and I've actually done a bit of research for this one. Right? Oh, shit. Basically, Yu Suzuki, he's a man who likes to put a lot of research into his games, mm-hmm. because he likes to make sure his games are as authentic as possible. I'm going to tell you some stories of various research trips that Yu Suzuki has done. Mm-hmm. You've got to tell me which ones are true and which ones are false. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yu Suzuki... Got a broken rib from a Shaolin monk doing kung fu when researching Shenyu and Virtue Fire. Mm. True or false? You let a monk do kung fu on him and got a broken rib. False. It's true. Fuck. He's got it in video. Because <laughs> he put a video up to, yeah. to, 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 to capture mm-hmm. and the monk broke his rib. <laughs> so, yeah. Seems a bit unfair. Does Yusuzuki have any martial arts training? No. So the guy just <laughs> kicked him? Yeah, no. Yusuzuki said to the guy, like... Kick me. No, no, what happened was Yusuzuki, yeah. the monk was like, try and right. punch me right. and I'll show you how right. I counter it. And By breaking up, your rib? Yeah, breaking his rib, so... Yeah. Wow. It's good he probably doesn't work in any, like, I don't know, a game where the characters have swords. <laughs> okay, Yusuzuki used real racing data from his own Ferrari F855 when designing Ferrari F355 Challenge. Mm. True or false? False. It's true. Yusuzuki has a Ferrari F355 and he regularly takes st- it to the track. Oh, he still race. has it? Uh, yeah, I mean... He's not had to sell it to not, fund a certain uh, yeah, game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as if he's buying any new Ferraris anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll, I'll stick my mold. Fourth hand Mid-90s Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Right. Well, that's two for two. I've been yet. Okay. Okay. Yusuzuki. <laughs> this is like Yusuzuki, is it canon? Yusuzuki has a collection of dustbins from when he designed Space Harrier. False. False. You're right. They're not dustbins anyway, they're flying guns. They're flying, they're flying dustbins. Okay. Yusuzuki has a hidden switch under his. Oh, it had. When you back, back when he worked at Sega. Right, okay. <laughs> Yusuzuki had a hidden switch under his desk, which he used to deliberately break a game. So when bosses came by, they wouldn't see something they considered finished and ready to ship. True or false? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, false. It's true. Really? Yeah, so when design... I forget exactly which game it was. Um, I think Space Harrier and a color couple. But if the bosses were coming in, he'd have a wee mm-hmm. switch under his desk. Mm-hmm. He'd switch it and it would make the RAM disappear so that the, mm-hmm. the game looked corrupted and they were like, oh no, it's not ready to ship yet. Give us more time. So would have more time? Wow. What's funny is that's actually how Space Harrier ended up having like a weird coloured sky because oh. he saw it and went, actually that was quite nice, let's recreate that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that's actually why um, yeah. Rio has such a uh, fucked looking hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll make your last one. Yusuzuki was allowed to do a corkscrew in a Typhoon fighter jet <laughs> when researching Afterburner and its sequels. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> False. 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 Yeah, Imagine being like, I can only make a game if I can experience a game. <laughs> so like, Shigeru Miyamoto is known for being like, oh, I get really into like my garden, so let's yeah, make yeah. Pikmin. Whereas he's like, yeah. well, I really want to make a space game, so I guess I'm going to space. Go into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we'll take a brief break from Yu Suzuki month to mm. do Metacrocker shit. Oh, so, um, I did it this month, so fuck it. Okay. 
case people weren't. This was really a backup in case the feature with the Virtua Fighter names really Shave. died. But you know what? It was... Um, only, only you can decide at home if it died or not. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> only you, Suzuki, yeah. can decide that. Right. So Metacrock of Shit, Joe, is where I look at the uh, reviews by fans of different games on, on Metacritic. Metacritic. Uh, I say fans, in very commas, because <laughs> uh, they're always negative and always unpleasant. Um, and you've got to guess the game. So, uh, up first... Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. This is... F- uh, right, let's go. Same game they've been making for 20 years. The others at least took a few small steps forward while taking a couple of steps back with cut content. This time, though, they've taken to cutting core content without nearly enough additions to justify it. Using seven-year-old assets in a game that looks last-gen at best and yet cutting over 60% of the characters is just too much to swallow. Is that... Mm-hmm. Is, that... is that Yakuza 6? It is not Yakuza 6. It is, of course... Pokemon Sword and oh, Shield. Right. What score do you think that got? That's a one. It's a three. Oh, that's a three. What's yeah. interesting is, you see, if you go onto the Metacritic mm. for uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which I would not recommend, <laughs> um, it has something like almost 200 negative reviews, which it, went yeah. up on the day of release. Uh, I was actually looking at it and I was like, some of these reviews were written. There's no way anyone posting all that has played the game. They're all lot, in cri- right. it's, it's all that to do with that whole um, Game Freak Lied thing. Uh, um but yeah, the review, it's it's fascinating. But like, we're talking reviews. Some reviews were like incredibly long, mm. going about how all the things they hated. And I'm like, there's no way you fucking played the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was it's fascinating just yeah. the people who couldn't wait for the. I think that the, page to go live so they could quickly put in their negative review. I think what we've learned recently is the internet is a mistake. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so up next, gameplay is bath. Which I believe stands for bad, boring as fuck. <laughs> boring as fuck, correct? Or maybe it is bad. And also a copy of Uncharted Four. Fall down, really. This is not a good game. Copy of Uncharted is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it's called. Uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Yes, that's correct. What score do you think that got from? That's a... From Best Gamer eighty nine <coughs> zero. It is a zero. Yeah, <laughs> Fallen Order. A bit disappointed with that. Like I was kind of half heartedly looking forward to. Forward to it, and everything I've heard has made me think I'll wait it's a tenner. Just looks a bit rubbish. Mm. Wee bit. Uh, right. Terrible. <laughs> Physics are woeful. It's like driving a sponge through custom. <laughs> <laughs> the franchise is lost, and each of the recent incarnations have got stead- has got steadily worse and worse. This series needs to return to the older era and produce something innovative to rival Forza Horizon. Right. I know exactly. It's Need for Speed Heat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Which is funny about Need for, Speed, Need for Speed is every single game that comes out, they're always like, right, we've gone back to the old style, we've gone back to the old yeah. style. And it never, everybody's always like, I wish they'd go back to the old style. Well, that's what they're saying here, they want to go back yeah. to Carbon Stroke Most Wanted era. Because everybody, everybody has a everybody has a different idea of what the old style was. Yeah. Or, you know. It's like the Tony Hawk games. Uh, like, do you go back to Pro Skate or do you go back to Underground? Yeah, it's like, right. when a series lasts no, long enough... Nobody wants Underground. <laughs> but when a series I know you mean, no. I know what you mean. goes on long yeah. enough, it gets a very confused yeah. fan base. And what's good to think of that got? That's a zero. That's a two. Oh, okay. Two for, a two, two for driving a sponge through custom. Um, so, so far you've got... Two or three. Two or three. Uh, <laughs> right. This one gives it away immediately. However, I just love how it starts. <laughs> Cream not playable. Same exact <laughs> roster since the first game in 2007. Certain characters only playable in specific events. Events. When will Sega learn? <laughs> Cream not playable. That's, 
That's the name of the podcast, right? <laughs> cream, cream, not a flame. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the Olympics game. Yeah, it's Sonic and, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, yeah. Tokyo 2020. And what do you think that got? That's a zero. That is a zero. Zero out of ten. I mean, if you can't play Cream, Cream not playable. Yeah. There was a few that were very funny for that, but that was <laughs> the one that just like, the, the biggest yeah. problem is Cream yeah. is not playable. Last one. So you've got uh, three out of four. Mm. Not even 24 hours after buying it, I will be trading it in. What a boring, overhyped mess of a game. You really don't feel any sense of being rewarded throughout play apart from being gifted cutscenes. The gameplay and story are both extremely tedious and nonsensical and overall extremely boring and repetitive. Death Stranding. It is, of course, Death Stranding. And what do you think that got? Zero. A big zero. <laughs> That's right. So that was four out of five there. Yeah. Um, I like to kind of dip into Metacritic when there's been a glot of new games that you'll know the names of. <laughs> yeah, aye. Um, it makes it a lot easier for me. It, well, that's it. Cause I look at lots of other games, but you would not fucking know the answer. <laughs> this is Yusuke Suzuki once, but obviously, when you talk about Yusuke Suzuki, you can't not talk about Shenmue. So I've got a Shenmue feature for you. <laughs> Now, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, no expense was spared when creating the first couple of Shenmue games, mm-hmm. which involved the creation of beautiful orchestral scores like this. Ah, oh, it's just wonderful to hear that. Full orchestra playing one of probably my favourite video game themes ever. Mm-hmm. Just incredible the amount of work that went into that. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to play a wee game called Shen Music. Or Shen Muzak. <laughs> okay, right. I'm going to play for you six different pieces of music. Six? And you've got to tell me. Do you know that everything we do is in five? You've got to tell me whether it's Shenmue music or if it's actually <laughs> demo music from 80s and 90s keyboards. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, okay. Okay. What's funny is that I've actually not written down the answers to this, but I'm sure when I hear them, I'll know. <laughs> right. Jesus okay. Christ. Round number one. I think that's Shen music. That's Shen music, well done. That's Shen music, round number one. You got it. (laughs) Okay. Number two. Instrumentation is all very similar between Dreamcast and Casio and Yamaha keyboards. I think it might have been a Yamaha soundtrack in the Dreamcast, actually. I'm going to... I'm gonna go with uh, Shen Music again. You're wrong. That's oh, uh, keyboards. That's a that's a demo keyboard. Oh shit! <laughs> right, number three. No, that's that's Shen Music. Straight out of the gate, surely, surely to go in. No. What? <laughs> that's from a, that's from a, a Yamaha keyboard. Or I thought, I but, but I know why you think that. Like, you see that sort of the thing that's playing the melody there. Mm-hmm. That is an instrument in the Dreamcast. So Grandia right. Two uses a lot of that. In right. Music. Anyway, oh, yeah, got you. I thought it was going to be okay at this. And... Yeah. Right, round number four. Bit of blues. Oh, this is so tough. <laughs> I feel like the first one I got was just fluke. No, I don't feel like there's any. Shame music. You're right, that's shame music. Oh, thank God. That is the Yokosuka Blues. It's one of the cassette tapes you can find. In fact, these are all cassette tapes you can find, right. but it's actually the theme of Goro, the guy. Can the you imagine? Barber. Can you imagine putting a, a tape on and it was that that came out? <laughs> no. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put some music on and then. 
Right, okay. Round five. That, oh. I'm going to go with Shen Music, and I'm going to say that's like a bar or something. You're right, it's Shen Music. It's, like, it's not a bar, though. It's, um, it's like a toilet theme or something. Well, no, it's, it's one of the cassettes you can find, right? And most of the cassettes are from the game, mm. like background music, but I yeah. don't know where, what location that is, so if it's any a, avid Shenmue fans... It sounds like it would be like a bar It does bar sound like a bar, one of the background like, bars, but anyway. Mm. Last round. Like, no, that's keyboard. That's keyboard. That's keyboard. <laughs> as soon as that, as soon as that came in, that must be keyboard. You're right, that's music. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. I think you got like half them right there. About half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> it's, that's, it's just wild though to think how different video game music. I mean, the thing is, because Shemu's set in the 80s. Yes. Like, obviously, music would sound different in the 80s anyway. But it's just. It didn't sound like that though. <laughs> it didn't sound like that. No, it did not sound like that. That's very true. At this point in the show we do, is it canon? And this, this is going to be no different. Um, Joe Ken have already done a version of this already, but you know what, fuck it. Is it canon, Yu Suzuki? All oh, right, shit. This is when Sorry. we look through the many lives of Yu Suzuki. Right. And uh, remember, if it's on a t-shirt, <laughs> it's canon. Um, pretty much, uh, I've got a, a bunch of truths or lies, mm. uh, which is just what Joe's feature was pretty much. But this is all about Yu Suzuki. Mm. So I've also not noted down what is real and what is not here. So oh, sure. this will be fun. <laughs> Number one, is it canon? Yu Suzuki famously said that Super Hang On was a mistake and that he never should have tried to improve on perfection. Is it canon? That's not canon. Because he didn't do Super Hang On. Uh, I think he did. did I he? think he produced Super Hang On, no. but uh, he didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Super Hang On was a mistake. <laughs> Number two, Yu Suzuki's favorite, uh, three favourite films are The Hustler, Casablanca and Roman Holiday. That's, yeah... I'm going to say canon. That is canon. That yeah. was from a tweet yeah. that he made four years ago. Because <laughs> I put in Yu Suzuki favourite movies and that's what came up. Three, QTE famously existed before Shemu. However, Shemu is like kind of what made the QTE yeah. kind of what it is today. Used to stand for quite the excitement. <laughs> no. No. You no, sure? No. It's not canon. That's not canon. You know, it's like, because obviously when it comes no. up, it's, oh, this is quite <laughs> the excitement. <laughs> That is not canon. No. Though, let's be honest, it'd be amazing if it was. Yeah. Yu Suzuki has not read Hamlet. Is it canon? <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, that's canon. It is canon, um, but he knows Hamtaro. Hamtaro. Because <laughs> he was asked a question about Shenmue and someone yeah. said, oh, it's a lot like Shakespeare, it's a lot like Hamlet. And yeah. he said, I'm not familiar with Hamlet, but I am familiar with Hamtaro. <laughs> <laughs> You're 4 for 4 so far. Um, I know my Suzuki. The early prototype of Shenmue was developed by Yu Suzuki for the Saturn. Mm -hmm. But what was it called? Oh, come on. I know this. Oh, fuck, do you? All right. Well, we've got a few options. (laughs) A, the tale of Ryo. B, the old man in the peach tree. Mm. C, Tom's hot dogs. (laughs) D, Landy's revenge. E, Shenmue. (laughs) F, the dragon mirror quest. G, Karate Dad or H Virtua Man <laughs> or I Final Demo Version 3 
furniture man's good, but no, that's the old man in the peach tree, isn't it? Uh, you sure? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The old man in <laughs> the peach tree. Disappointingly, it was not Virtua Man. <laughs> I think it's right. What's funny is I wouldn't have known that unless I watched his uh, GDC talk from a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Uh, I was hoping I'd, I'd have stumped you <laughs> mildly with Cause, that. Uh, no, because the code name for Shemi was Project Berkeley for ages. Mm. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, that's going to be the answer. But no, you went even further back. No, when? Because that was the very first right, prototype. Right yeah, back yeah. to the start. Um, did, you, did you hear about because when he gave his speech about the old man in the peach tree he was talking about the development of Shemu and he went through like in nauseating detail not nauseating it was sorry like just <laughs> tiring detail what the old man in the peach tree was and essentially it was like you go and talk to an old guy and he tells you to go and pick something up and you go and pick something and you go and talk to him again and it's mm-hmm. just basically conversation after conversation after conversation after conversation, and that's mm-hmm. it and like so it's all like Shemu that's like, yeah yeah anyway there we go alright well done Oh god, I love that was probably the quickest as it can have ever fucking done. Don't you try and test me and my Yusuzuki knowledge, all right? (laughs) Right now, it's time for you guys to say your bit. And this month, we said, in honor of Yusuzuki, what's the worst you've ever fucked up at work? (laughs) That made me laugh. Listen, we love Yusuzuki, okay? Mm -hmm. But you know, Shemu wasn't wasn't Sega's favorite thing he's ever done. Do you know how much money they sunk into Shemu online? Oh, I don't even know. 26 million. Fucking hell. That's it was good though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we'll go through um, all your answers to this question. What's funny is that we didn't we didn't intend this, but there's some pretty deep answers to mm. this. Like, aye, there's, there's aye. ones that, I mean, are kind of funny, but not like funny, haha. Yeah, anyway, first up, our good pal Ross Stuart Brown. One of my first ever shifts, shifts of my first ever job, I was stood holding a tree with 10 glasses of champagne for guests and they arrived. Stood next to me were nine other people doing the same. I wobbled, the girl next to me tried to help steady my tree. Total droppage was six out of ten trays. I smelled of... Oh, it's total droppage... Aye, six out of ten, oh bloody hell. I smelled of warm champagne for the rest of the day and the carpet was never the same. Nice. Sayam Ahmed, second shift at Against Publisher. I needed to open the door, book people in and buy milk and shit. Couldn't open the door, Popo arrived, still can't get in. Popo, please... Is that po- um, possibly? I mean, that's usually what Popo would mean to me. I have no idea. I've never heard but that before. So okay, of course you haven't. <laughs> Look, Summer Hayes. I was working the lunchtime shift in Wagamama, and a group of three came in. I gave the two men adult menus and asked the third person if she wanted an adult menu or a child's. <laughs> she coolly replied that she'd have an adult menu, <laughs> and then I realised she was in fact a grown adult who just happened to be four foot tall. I died a little, and the restaurant manager, the only other person on shift, took over the table and spent the entire meal making jokes at my expense. <laughs> Pretty rotten. Damn. That reminds me of <laughs> her pal Steve. But we worked at the filling station, so I was working behind the bar, and he was a, a waiter, and. He <laughs> You missed it. It was a mum and dad and a, a child, right? Child must have been about like twelve or thirteen, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe fourteen. I don't know. Anyway, young but not like, like yeah. primary school age. And he misheard what the dad ordered for the mm-hmm. kid and brought out a pint of beer. Yeah, for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "What? Why are you doing that?" And he's like, "I thought that's what you said." And they're like, "No." <laughs> and he was like, "I'm sure it's legal for kids to drink." At a certain age, it's okay if they have like one drink if their parents are yeah. like, thing. <laughs> so we just, we just ripped the piss at him for ages after. I think it's like, it's maybe like... when you're like 16 or 17, you're like a half pint or something. <laughs> anyway. It's my four-year-old children, I'd like them to have a... Uh, Ockentoshin, please. <laughs> we never, wait, we never, ever. We... I still give them grief for that. <laughs> anyway, Twitter. So, uh, moving on to Twitter, uh, almost. First shift as a delivery driver at Domino's. 
I picked up my order to deliver and tucked the box under my arm. Q gasps from everyone who worked there, who realised I just completely ruined the pizza. In my panic, I slammed my hand against the food warmer and scalded myself. Oh. I had to ice my hand while filling in an incident form. Funny in the background, man. I could hear the other folk complaining about the idiotic new guy while they made the order. <laughs> I went home after less than 30 minutes into my first shift, injured and having failed to deliver a single pizza. Um, doesn't say if uh, continued in that job, but uh, I just love the idea of putting a pizza under your arm. That's good. That's, that's awful. Pretty, pretty powerful. Uh, also, have uh, Bickmore said I fell out seven foot off a ladder an hour into my first stockroom shift. Oh. I was a temp as well, so I didn't make a penny for weeks as I recovered. That's that is rough. That's There's a lot of injury in these ones. Oh, um, that's this is funny because our funny. Uh, probably my boss fuck up probably isn't as bad as that. Uh-huh. Um, Kieran worked for a company that cared for adults with learning disabilities. I sent a load of invoices for live-in care to the dad of someone we cared for, but they died several months before and obviously didn't require the services anymore. That was a pretty horrific phone call. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sounds pretty bad. Oof. At least you can talk about it now. <laughs> I've worked for a company that um, we once had a glitch hmm. in our system and sent out a lot of paperwork to a lot of people who had passed away. Because um, oh, we're still registered on the system, but they were like, yeah, they sent out a lot, and it was like that was a really good that was a really good week. Um, Felix Andrews used to have used to have to bang on the frame of a display for a very expensive milling machine. I used to run in order for its dodgy connection to work again briefly. One day I punched it and black LCD death filled the frame. <laughs> I think the replacement cost about £2,000 oh. and shot it. In fairness oh, though, yeah. didn't get fired. <laughs> I mean, if you already had to bang it to yeah. get it to work, that's, I mean, maybe not punch it. Um, Craig Murray says if you ask my previous employer, it was when I gave the robber access to the safe when he swung an axe at my face. I wish that was a joke. I would say you didn't fuck up. Yeah, I would say, on balance, I don't think you fucked up. At DCB72 says, In a previous life, 20 plus years ago in a different country, we had a Christmas party at the office. I may have been caught on CCTV with the wife of the director having a good time. Didn't last long there. That's that's pretty bad. Oh, no, that's amazing. But that's... That's pretty bad. Gavin Logan, I once accidentally deleted part of Guernsey's post office website without <laughs> any backup. <laughs> Which might be my, fa- my favourite one. He uh, says, this sounds silly, but I was shitting myself. Oof. It's easily done. Yeah. Uh, Alana Daw, when working as a general cleaner in a motorway services car park, to get the bin liners to not have air underneath them, I cut a hole in them. An hour later, I had to pick rubbish out with a cloth thing because the bag disappeared uh, under all the rubbish. Oh. Thing is, having like worked in a cinema and yeah. had to like put in the, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah, awkward yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But putting a hole in the bottom is probably not the best. Uh, our pal Mara Joy says at McDonald's, I once made two McChicken premiers without chicken in either. Small scale, but embarrassing. <laughs> so they were just premiers. <laughs> <laughs> See now, in the way McDonald's works is like you can remove pretty much everything, mm. like because everything's so customizable. You can just literally have the bun. Binster stroke dot m Pegasus. I made a texture for a signpost that read Monkey Bars in a game I worked on, so that's spelled M-U-N-K-Triple-E, bars, in a game I worked on. A non-English speaking coder thought that was the correct spelling and put it in the code. Not really a fuck up, just mild key. <laughs> I like things like that. Yeah. Thomas, starstruck, I failed to respond to a very basic question from Julian Barrett during setup for a Mighty Bush live show. He laughed and said it was okay that I didn't know and asked my supervisor the question instead. Less of a fuck up and more embarrassing. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Paul Curran cunting a six foot pallet off juice <laughs> I'll start again Paul Curran cunting a six foot pallet of juice off the back of a delivery truck <laughs> uh, 
Mine's involved celebrities. Yeah. Neil McCabe uh, worked in a country club, well Tory, was carrying a big box of old as fuck posh plates, few generations old, irreplaceable, and dropped the box, smashing all of them. Again, I love oh, stuff like, good, I, I'm yeah. a big fan of like, things getting uh, broken. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, wish you were so, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, proper fuck-ups. I mean, have I ever told the story on here about how I put a, a hole in the wall of the game station I worked in? No, I don't you have. I mean, you told me. Aye. So, we'd, we went through a major, like, um, refurbishment mm. um, in the game station in Stirling, which is now the game in Stirling. Um, and for some reason, I thought, I'm, I'm going to, like, do a, a jump off a wall. I don't know what I was thinking. I must have been full of sugar. Um, and when I... Can I put my weight on my leg to jump? I put my entire leg through the wall, like right up to like mid thigh. And I was in the boss upstairs. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I was like, eh, eh, eh. "I just tripped and <laughs> fell into the wall." So they had to cut. They covered it up with a bit of paper. Oh. And but it was just like, yeah, I, I just literally kicked a hole in the wall. Oh, I and I actually messaged um, the assistant manager, who's still the assistant manager there, Craig, um, just to say, "Is that hole still there?" And he sent me a picture, and it is it's the hole is. <laughs> Covered up with a bit of A4 oh, paper, funny. and I was like, I can't. I think of that whole roughly once a week. Just <laughs> in terms of like, oh, yeah. everyone knew I'd done something stupid, yet yeah. everyone was happy to yeah. accept the terrible, terrible excuse. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, there's other like non big things that yeah. I've ever fucked up on at work, but that's definitely. Yeah. I think I've broke the website I work on a couple of times, but nothing mm. in a major way that anyone's ever noticed, thankfully. I'll tell you mine, right? But I, I'm ch- I need to change some details because that's fine. I'm scared this. Will, I'm still scared to this day that will catch up with me, right? Right. Okay. But so years and years ago, I used to work as a van driver, right? Right. Okay. De- <laughs> uh, delivering. Um, obviously, I'd go and pick up bits of equipment from like shipyards and stuff, mm-hmm. and take them back to this depot where they'd get measured and stuff, and calibrated and looked at, and then I'd take them back. Mm-hmm. So it was like shipyards and train yards and stuff like that. <laughs> and so once I went. Oh god, I don't know how much detail I'm putting. Right, I went to an airport, right? Right. I had to go to an airport and pick up um, this thing. It was like a, a briefcase. Yeah. And I took it back. And my other job was going up, because these things were expensive. Yeah. So I had to catalogue everything as well. So I brought everything home, mm-hmm. put everything back to the depot, and I opened everything up and catalogued it all. And I had yeah. to give it a serial number and all that kind of shit so we could track it all. So this briefcase, I took it back opened it up to catalogue what was inside mm-hmm. so I opened it up and there was like 10 metal blocks inside right yeah, all the cocaine fell out <laughs> so I picked up one metal block and you know inspected it and I was like okay that's that picked up the next metal block you know and picked up yeah. basically I went through them all right mm-hmm. picked them all up and, and, and inspected them all and, and brought them all in and written them all in the book and then my boss who <laughs> was actually he's the owner of the company right yeah and he came, comes through <laughs> And he picks up a tissue paper, right? Mm-hmm. And he looks at the briefcase and opens it and goes, Oh, these have finally arrived. We've been waiting for these. And he picks one up with this tissue paper. Yeah. And he says to me, You know, these have never been touched by human hands. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Oh, shit. <laughs> I think to myself, Oh, fuck. I never even said to him because I was like, yeah. if, I, if he knows I've touched these with my bare hands, then yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like, um, so I'd, were they I'd, weights or something? They were like right. So it, I, I, they're they're basically perfectly they're perfect measure perfect perfectly sized, perfectly weighted bits of metal, right? Mm-hmm. That can actually stick together because their, their surface is completely oh, flat. Right, yeah. It's weird. Anyway, and anyway, so they were lubricated, but 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so I... Uh, dildo's so never I, so I had to, like... Oh, I kind of yeah. picked them all up and gave them a wee wipe afterwards, but I... So, to, I mean, I still worry that there's going to be a plane crash or something. It would be fascinating because, like... Because, you know, like, now, they've, like, they always had, like, in a vault somewhere they had, like... Yeah, the perfect... It, the, the kilogram or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, like, yeah, the perfect yeah. one. It would be amazing if you found out oh, that... Because they changed that metric now <laughs> to something else. Yeah. It would be fascinating if it turned out what they measure it by now has been fucked over by you. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Kilograms are slightly um, off. Uh, if, if, if our listenership was much higher I would not tell that story but I know it's not my fault I'm sure you've made that like, general enough but, to, yeah. to get away with it I know um, oh, fuck. anyway I'm trying to remember other times I fucked up uh, my first ever temp job that I did we I think you were, did it as well did you work at Air Racecourse no for that day no because no, no, no. our pal um, uh, our pal Chris had, uh, his uncle had a temp agency it, yeah so we end up doing a few shifts I worked, like, at, I worked at the Robbie e- Williams gig we did no, the no, Eagles, Eagles gig, gig. we Eagles did an gig. Eagles gig yeah. um, the first one I did was it was the first time I'd never worked anywhere mm. before and um, I was working like the gate mm. at um, the Air Racecourse for one of the big events and my till ended up being like £60 down. <laughs> but there was a bunch of guys that kept, like, obviously knew, could tell I was a moron uh, and had never worked with money before who just 100% just were like, right, I'll give you this, you give me that. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, totally just did me up. And I was just like, okay, uh, here's, here's, you know what I mean? Obviously the guy had given me, like, I don't know, a pound oh and I gave gosh. him like £60 back. Because uh, everyone else's tills were like, within a few pounds yeah. on, they were like, Scott, yours is down £60. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, <laughs> I think I still got paid, yeah. but I think they, I think they definitely lost money That's having so me. Funny. I'm trying to think other temp. Like I did that, and then there was the we we bought that Eagles gig where like folk went mental because there was no there wasn't enough booze, no. and they had to get beer tokens before you could buy beer. Um, that was crazy that night. Uh, uh, I think that was I, I think that's probably the worst yeah, I've ever yeah. properly fucked up. Ah, uh, me too. Put put my leg through a wall was pretty bad. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our stories. Yeah, and we enjoyed yours apart from the ones that were a bit sort of depressing and sort of sad and a bit serious actually yeah. but you know what we've all got through it yeah we have all got through it to the end and we've got through to the end of this um, yeah. and you Suzuki project. got through his big fuck up because Jimmy 3 finally did. arrived and all he had to do cap in hand <laughs> was go on the internet and ask for money from idiots like me anyway mm-hmm. we should we have won't... the next the next podcast we have a competition to see who can guess how much money you've paid for your copy of um, Shimmy <laughs> 3 copies you're getting one of them so. wow this is this is fun right here's mm-hmm. the funny thing you're getting the collector edition that mm-hmm. was released at retail right right but I'm getting the, the kickstarter collector edition mm-hmm. the kickstarter collector edition the box is a piece of shit right? <laughs> it's, it's, it was put together in the back of a fag packet in like five minutes whereas right. yours is like a beautifully made mm-hmm. so you've so what you're saying is you're going to swap, well you. swap the boxes no I'm not going to because I want my kickstarter one that's my one that I paid for that's the one I've spent how much money on Joe? I think it was 115 quid or something like that. Is that the most you spent on Shemi or have you spent a wee bit more, do you think? What do you mean? Like, is that is that your is that you all in on Shemi 3 or have you did you pay any more money towards it? I paid for yours as well. Mm-hmm. So how much money are you paying just for Shemi 3? 160 quid. Fucking hell. For two copies of the game. And yet you Suzuki will not return, <laughs> return your messages. But yeah, thanks for listening to this uh, episode of the Bit Soccer Podcast. We hope you enjoy mm-hmm. all the rest of the stuff that's on the magazine this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, including our lovely chat about Hideo Kojima and Yu Suzuki over the strongest coffee, strongest coffee ever. ever. We've also got a video where we play the Yakuza 7 demo for the oh, first time. We've actually yeah. not talked about that at all. Yeah, yeah. But you'll see, we've recorded like a 15 minute video, no, no, which no. will probably be like, don't know, a 
a four minute well like last time we'll be putting the full thing up for the patrons but mm-hmm. we'll be putting the edited highlights down for the yep. for just and remember average we, we do have a patron um, for, please give us money <laughs> for, the low, for the low cost of three dollars uh, a month whatever that is you can get access pounds. to our bonus like 50 quid now yeah you can get access to our bonus podcasts and other things like that all that nonsense yeah. so uh, yeah we'll be back in December um, with some Christmas stuff hopefully I mean mm-hmm. I'm about to move house yeah <laughs> I'm sure we'll be fine things are sure we'll be fine uh, things are very busy in their real lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're standing as a candidate in the... I am, yeah. <laughs> Brexit party. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so... Until next time, keep, keep it, it soaking. soaking.